everyone. Welcome to the Soapbox Stand-Up. My name is Ian, and it's Tuesday, May 31st. On Saturday night, Real Salt Lake beat Corey Baird's Houston Dynamo 3-0 off of a goal from Sergio Cordoba, Bobby Wood, and the top goal scorer of the team, or at least tied for top goal scorer of the team, Justin Glad. Checks notes? Yep, Justin Glad. Saturday's game was in front of another sold-out crowd, which actually kind of felt like a sold-out crowd, as others have not. Still quite not to the fevered pitch of Nick Ramondo's last regular season home game, but, you know, it's it's getting some, getting some attitude there. With goals coming from Wood, Cordova, and Glad, that actually just uh, moved their tie for top goal scorer up a goal and uh, left Tate Schmidt out, so we've now got two strikers and a defender tied instead of two strikers and two defenders. So I guess that's progress. On the topic of Bobby Wood, Bobby seemed to have a slightly better but still somewhat missing game. There were a lot of moments where he seemed a little lost. Um, spent a lot of time on the right side of the field with Chang playing striker, which at times felt by design, but at times also felt very much not by design. There was at least one pretty clear goal that came off of a Michael Chang cross into the box and would kind of stood flat-footed and watched it go by instead of making the run that would have most likely gone into the back of the net. These brief and sometimes awkward moments are what Bobby Wood has unfortunately become known for in the last couple of games, but it did seem like things were starting to turn compared to the last few games, although unfortunately there just still were those moments that make you worry. Goalkeeper Zach McMath did not face many shots from the Dynamo, but he did make two rather impressive saves, one of them that actually came through Marcelo Silva's legs, and I really don't think McMath saw it until it was in the box and managed to still push it out. McMath's performances so far this season make it really hard to say that there's really any chance of anyone replacing him in that top spot, unless there's an unfortunate injury or something like that that happens. The previous Wednesday night, the Real Monarchs faced Houston Dynamo 2 and lost 1-0. This game included minutes from multiple first-team players, including David Ochoa, Chris Cablan, uh, Bodie Davis, and Chris Garcia. The game, from what you could see on the feed if you weren't there in person, didn't really look like a team that had that many first-team players on it. The goal came from Michael Dos Santos Silva in the 72nd minute, beat what I can only describe as a flat-footed Ochoa, which unfortunately was a trend even when he was the first-team starter, so it's hard to tell if that's a step down or if there really are performance issues. One game's hard to gauge. Hopefully he'll get more minutes with the Monarchs, and we can start to see what's going on a little bit there since the communication hasn't always been the clearest. Coming up next weekend, Real Salt Lake travels to Vancouver to face the Whitecaps, who are currently 12th in the Western Conference and actually has a goal differential that is the same as their goals for. They've scored 13 goals, and their goal differential is currently minus 13, which maybe isn't that mathematically significant. We'd have to get Matt to take a look at that, but it was definitely kind of made me double-check the results in the standings when I looked at it. So that's coming up on Saturday. The following Sunday, the Monarchs are also in Vancouver, and they will face the Whitecaps too. Unlike the MLS side, Whitecaps 2 are actually fourth in the Western Conference, which puts them in a playoff spot. They seem to have been done, doing pretty well this season, and depending on how many first-team players make the roster for that game, we'll have to see how they do there. One thing that's kind of become apparent is that 
the rules are pretty fluid about first team players going back and forth to the MLS next pro sites. So who knows who we may or may not see in that game on the 5th. So that's what's happened and that's what's happening. But before we go, I wanted to touch on an observation I made while I was in the stadium on Saturday. I would really like to strongly recommend everyone take this opportunity or take some time to go look at Law 11 in the IFAB laws of the game. It's the law of offside. I I bring this up because I heard a lot of maybe... Well, definitely not necessarily an incorrect feedback being given to the assistant referee on one side of the field that, you know, was uh, problematic in some cases, but mostly was just plain wrong. We've now lived with this new offside law for a few years. We've lived with offside in the VAR era. We have access to the YouTube channel. It's not really a good look if we have fans that are sitting next to the sign line screaming at a female assistant referee about how bad she is at calling offside when in no case was she wrong about the offside positions. In fact, the only incorrect offside in the whole game uh, on multiple watching is actually one that the center referee called and it's questionable. So I just, I think that it's something that really reflects the fan base as a whole and it also you know it's something that is a problem in soccer kind of nationally is people not understanding the laws of the game but then feeling like it's their place to tell the referees what to do when you get up to the level of pro referees some of these referees have been on the sideline for hundreds of games uh you know all the way up to their mls career and then in some cases hundreds of games in their mls career so I don't know. It just seems like it's something worth maybe, if you've got some free time, taking some look into and see if we can all be better stewards of the game in our area. Anyways, that's all we've got for you this morning. So go ahead and go about on your day. Uh, Make sure that you remember to eat lunch today and drink lots of water. Uh, It does officially mark the end of Mental Health Awareness Month, but I would just like to take this moment to point out that mental health is something we should be thinking about all the time. Uh, And to that note, I want to end with a quote from the poem The Mower by Philip Larkin. Of each other we should be kind while there is still time. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.